0: This is an Eva Burroughs College podcast. The content covered here is intended for students enrolled in Eva Burroughs College courses and is part of a larger learning context. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good day, and welcome to our second podcast for the Financial Literacy Educator course, where we answer some of the questions that you've sent in and look at some of the areas of difficulty that you might have as a financial literacy educator. But firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land and past, present and emerging Indigenous leaders. Okay, so today's question is, what can we do when a client doesn't take up their action or doesn't action something as planned? So when we see clients, we look at what their situation is and what their goals are and look at ideas that can help them and work with them to come up with a plan that they can put in place. But sometimes they'll come back and so much of that plan just hasn't gone ahead. And that can be quite perplexing because we've worked with them and we've looked at what makes perfect sense to us. Often we're in this sort of work because we have life experience and we've studied in courses such as this to come up with really good ideas to help people in financial difficulty and we've suggested some of those things and we've investigated them and the client said yeah I'm going to do that and put that down in my action plan of what I'm going to do I'm going to go ahead with that and yeah when it doesn't when they come back and it hasn't happened it's sometimes oh dear okay what do I do now So one of the things that can help answer this dilemma is strengths-based practice. It's a type of practice where we look at what the client has rather than what they don't have. Because when the clients come to us, it's often about, oh, well, I haven't got enough here and I've got this I'm not paying and that I'm struggling to save for. And it's a lot of looking at where the gaps are, and what the needs are. In strengths-based practice, we look at what the strengths are. So they might be financial strengths, such as, wow, you've got superannuation. Wow, you've got a steady job with some income there. Great, you've got somebody helping out with board. You've got some things that you're selling. Fantastic. It could be assets. Well, you're actually got a mortgage, and you're paying off your own home. Or it could be other things as well. So strength space could be also looking at what skills they have. Perhaps they're really good at. Well, they're good at sticking up for others. They're a really good advocate for others, and perhaps that can be. Massaged into helping them look after themselves and stick up for themselves and talk to creditors themselves about their own situation. It might be that they're very good at um, organising. Maybe they've got a family that they're organising and they can look at how those skills can be applied to organising what they need to do in order to do what is on their action plan and get somewhere with that. So there's a lot of areas that you can look at to investigate what their strengths are and then to bring that home to the client by helping them build up firstly their acknowledgement of their own strengths. Maybe they've been surviving on a low income for a long time. That's a fantastic strength. That's a real skill they've got there. And they may not recognize that. They may not recognize many of their skills and strengths. And as financial literacy educators, one of the best things we can do for clients is to help them recognize what strengths they have and build up their confidence in their own strengths and abilities. Then when it comes to, oh, well, that didn't go ahead, it's looking at, well, why didn't it? And then it's looking at what else they need to complement the skills that they already have. So it might be skills and assets and income and all the rest of it. So it might be a lot of different things. But for instance, it can be some practical support. Like, yes, I can actually talk to the creditor, but I don't have the phone credit at the moment. So, okay, use the office phone. Don't have the data at my place. Well, use the office computer. You know, there might be some really practical things that you can sit there with the client and assist them doing. Not because they may not have the skills but they don't have the actual physical ability they don't have the computer they don't have the phone but it may be that they don't have the skills they feel like oh I can't talk to someone about my situation so maybe they're on the phone for a little while and then we take over the phone when it gets to the stage where they need somebody else to speak because it's getting too upsetting for them And that slowly, bit by bit, they get more confidence that, yes, I actually did make most of that phone call to that, to that, you know, electricity's provider, for instance. So strength based is looking at what they have. And we often look at what they don't have and matching those two things together, looking at what they don't have, what they need, and then what strengths and abilities they have is very, very important so that you can match what they are going to do with what really works for them as individuals. It's getting to know the client. As we've said before, it's really important to know them, not just what their needs and wants and goals are, but also what their strengths are. Okay. So hopefully that's helped with that question a little bit. And um, hopefully you'll tune into another podcast another day. Take care. Bye.